people look at me like with hate at school. With hate, at yeah. hate. You know, they, they look at me with hate every time I'm at school. They they know me as the Christian kid now. Before I used to be the football star, the one that you know used to be with all the girls and this and that. But now I turn into the Christian kid. You know what you're doing with your life, bro. You're messing it up. I know your dad. You're supposed to be just like him. You're not like him. I was like, I was like, oh dang, man. That man I think has this the Holy God. Ghost. Yeah, I know, right? That man has the Holy Ghost. Sorry, I was like, no, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> no, That's but funny, but I was like, I was like, dang, bro, I gotta take this serious. I got a I got a word from Pastor Wanadiba. He told me that all hell is going to break loose yep. to put that fire out. Yep. The out the outward manifestation mm-hmm. will be the witnessing and street preaching. Mm. So witnessing has been has been the key. Uh, uh. Come on. Yo, we like that. Mm. Mm. Yo. Uh. Man, I'm about to freestyle, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm about to freestyle. Let's get it, man. Let's get yeah. it, man. Mm. Welcome back to Life Speaks Podcast. It's your boy Drago, a.k.a. Diego. And my boy. And my, it's your boy, Nico, a.k.a. Lil Big Red. Uh. Hallelujah. We, we back at it again. Life Speaks Podcast. We're going to continue. We're... We're starting it off, me and Nico, uh, off of what Casey Case and Jesse did. They did a Live Speaks podcast, and they laid the grain, groundwork, and we're going to continue, you know, get things stre- get things started. You're going to get to know us today. Hallelujah. All right. I, 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 I. All right, so I would like to ask the first question. So knowing that you've preached, you've preached already on stage, you're, outre- you're outreaching at school, you're witnessing your testimony, all that stuff. How do people look at you? Like, what what kind what type of like what type of standard do you have to to stand at? If you know what I mean. Man, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. People look at me like with hate at school. With hate, and yeah. hate. You know, they, they look at me with hate every time I'm at school. They they know me as the Christian kid now. Before I used to be the football star, the one that you know used to be with all the girls and this and that. But now I turn into the Christian kid, which I have no problem being. Now, now you know, praise God. But they do look at me with hate, especially since they know that I have you know dominion you know through Christ. Yep. And I'm not afraid to share the gospel. And I, I look, I look for uh, God's applause and not humans' applause. But yes, when I witness, when I pass out flyers, when I uh, do the Bible study at school, you know, pe- some people look at me with hate with hate, and some people look at me like they're like, bro, you're doing good. And I, I move in a different in a different way, you know, uh, to keep it real with you. Some days, some days are real lonely. Some days are real lonely. You know, these this past couple week, this week that just went by, yeah, it's been real lonely. You know, real lonely. It's been, yeah, you're around a huge crowd of students, but you know, you just feel real lonely. And you know, I, I actually asked God for that. You know, I, I I kept it real. I feel real lonely. You know what I mean? I I need you in this place. It feels like I'm literally in the belly of the devil, and it's yeah, and just I just continue to believe God. Cause I know there's a lot of hate, a lot of affliction. But how about you? How do you? How, how is it at your school? I think it's like the kind of like the same thing. Which with uh, what you're going through, it's pretty lonely there. I can really feel. I know. I know what you say. Cause I've been through it too. All the mocking. Oh, the mocking, man. I mean, yeah. but it's okay. The, the students might mock, but all I know is that I'm going to heaven. I'm just Praise there God. to share the word. Praise God. I, I, it's funny, though, too, because all the kids will mock, right? And then the teacher are like, go, Nico, go. I know you can do it. I love what you're doing because you know why? 
got them loving me. You know what I mean? No, I just kidding. <laughs> nah, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm a lovable person. I, I read that book, Every Young Man's Battle, uh-huh. and it's and it, I, I like what it said. It said that uh, the, the man that wrote it, he asked uh, a young female, why, "Why do you live in purity? Like, what do you do with the mocking?" And she said, "Jesus Christ got mocked." Yeah, I, I I don't care if I get mocked, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, like that stood out to me. Those words, yeah. And I was I was gonna ask you a question, bro. Oh, no. Do you think words are powerful? Yeah. You know, words in general are powerful. Yeah, it can really do something to a person. I mean, if they really don't like, if they are not really, um, what's the best way to say that? If they're not really like true to God, they don't really believe in them. It can really jack up their mind. It can really make them feel useless or lonely, like you were saying. It can be. It can really discourage them. That's why you always got to believe. You always got to have that word with you. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. Because if I keep it real, you know, for the viewers, you know, for the young man in our fellowship, or even young woman, words are very powerful, bro. Yep. I haven't told you, but words are very powerful. Like I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. Last week, I think I heard. I think you heard me tell Pastor that. Was it the 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 girl with the young with the yeah. young woman? I was walking to class, and she looked very sad. You know, mm-hmm. walking, and I said four simple words. I said, "Hey, do you know that Jesus Christ loves you?" Uh-huh. And she started crying and started bawling, and it it put, it put me in shock. I was like, "Whoa!" And then I invited her to the Bible study, and then a couple of days ago, I was talking to another young man, ministering to him. Because he was going through things with his with his girlfriend. And I told him, like, hey, bro, you know that Jesus Christ loves you? I said, I don't know who you are, but if you're fatherless, you could be better than your father. Yeah. You could be a real man. Yeah. A man of God. Mm-hmm. And he just started tearing up. And yeah. these, these past couple of incidents have really shown me that words are powerful. Yeah. They're very powerful. You know, I know we hear that in preaching all day, every day. But, man, like. This is like a pure example, like a cherry on top that words are very powerful, especially to the youth. You know what I mean? That yeah. I realized in my school that a lot of the young men in my school, they're fatherless. And they're lonely. And yeah, exactly. They're just seeking for love, exactly, attention. Man. But it's crazy that you bring that up because that actually happened to me. I believe yesterday this guy was, I will tell you all the story right now, but this guy, uh, he has a long distance relationship with some girl. And, um, he, um, he really, wa- he really wanted it. He really wanted, um, the relationship. Like he was committed. He was like, boom, he's a commission is like, commit. I'm going to commit to this girl. No one else. Well, then next, you know, she starts talking crap about him, all texting him, all types of stuff that he, uh, it brought him tears to his eyes. He was like, dang, I love this girl for this amount of time. And she's just going to do that to me. So I felt, I felt like that was the best time to go witness and minister. I did exactly that. And just like you said, Right when I said, hey, bro, Jesus loves you, man. He could do something in your life. He just started tearing up, yes. bawling. He was like, bro, like, you don't know how much this means to me, bro. Praise God. So bro. hopefully, hopefully he's going to be here Sunday, maybe. Never know. Never know, bro. I know. It was crazy. That- I told him, if you really are seeking love, you really want love, come to Jesus. He will give you that love. Praise yeah. God, bro. That's what That's what we need to hear, especially... Someone like me, I wish that someone told me that Jesus Christ loved me, and yeah, I I I, I wish someone shared the gospel with me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I was a kid like that. I was a kid that was lost. Yeah, I was a kid that needed the savior. Let me, hey, bro, I just want to ask you a question. How is it growing up as a as a Christian? How is it growing up as a pastor kid? Is it 
like were you were you set at a different standard than a normal kid you know growing up in church yeah. I think yeah I I was set up at a different standard because I'm a pastor's kid so everyone's going to look to me like you're the pastor's son you better do exactly what he does but the thing about that was I wasn't really all that for Christ I was like yeah I'll worry about it later he's in, yeah. he ain't going to come back soon so I would just do stuff behind my dad's back I've been saved for 2 years actually He's got about it, to go on 3 in July next next year July what what made you what made you Make that decision, like stop playing games. I think it was the. I think it was um. It was Pastor Gordon who actually got me to that decision. It was that boot camp he got right in my face? Hey, shout out, pa- pa- Pastor, shout Gordon. out Pastor Gordon, man, real G right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, but he got him right in my face. He was like, "Bro, you know what you're doing with your life, bro? You're messing it up. I know your dad. You're supposed to be just like him. You're not like him." I was like, I was like, oh dang, man. That man I think has this the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I know, right? That man has the Holy Ghost. So I was like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> no, That's but funny, but I was like, I was like, dang, bro, I gotta take this serious. So after that, I changed, told my dad everything. I've been right with them. I mean, but it. now let me ask you a question. What about you? Because you you got brought in from the podcast, mm-hmm. so you came from the world. You know what happens in the world, and now you're in, now you're in church. How do people view you now since they know that you were in sin? You know, they, you did all that sin stuff with them. How do they view you now? Like, are they more distant or they're like, okay, bro, we will receive you. So distant. So distant. So distant, yeah. bro. My, my friends that, that I, that my friends that I grew up with, my friends that I knew every like five, six years. Yeah. Those same friends, once they started figuring out that I was really serious about Christ. Uh-huh. They started straying away from me. They started not speaking to me. They started, you know, keeping their distance away from me. And honestly, we always speak about righteousness over relationship. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, that was a key factor. Mm. But I I wanted to try God so bad that I didn't care if I lost my close friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I knew they were close friends. But I was willing to try God with everything that I had. I, yep. I, I always tell people when I went is, I tried the girls, I tried the smoking, tried the everything, I tried the drinking, the partying, oh. pornography, etc. And I never tried God. Yeah. I never tried Jesus Christ. I never even stepped foot in a church before. Yeah. Why? Why couldn't I try this? I tried everything else. Yeah. And I tried it, and. It's been the best decision of my life, like I tell everybody. But while it's the best decision of my life, those same friends that I used to smoke with, drink with, party with, mm-hmm. they don't talk to me no more yep. whatsoever. They'll dab me up here and there. Yeah. But every time I say Jesus Christ, if I if my if my mouth says Jesus Christ or God, they'll just walk away. They're like, yeah, all right, yeah. Like, you know, calm down. Yeah. But it, it it gets a little, you know, like that's whack. You know what I mean? That's pretty yeah. whack. But at the same time, I always tell them, you know who I was. You've seen the things that I've done. Yep. You cannot deny the fact that the blood of Jesus is real. Yep. You know yep. who I was. Uh-huh. You know the things we've done, the wicked things we've done, the places we've been, mm-hmm. the places we should have not been. Yeah. And look who I am now. Mm-hmm. The blood of Jesus is real. Yep. You cannot deny it. And... 
That that's just how it is. Man. That's powerful. That's real powerful. Praise God, man. Many of y'all listening, man, this could happen to you too. You can get dra- drastically converted. <laughs> uh, ignore that. Uh, it was father. No, I'm not. Just Praise kidding. God. We have our own ringtone now. No, I was kidding. Yeah, but I, I, I wanted to say, shout out to this podcast because the only reason that I'm here is because of this podcast. Yep. Uh, I know we didn't go into it, but shout out this podcast because. Man, this is something that can go enormous. Ch- this is something that is a praise God, you know, thing. I didn't know that it was, I didn't know that it was going to be so impactful. And obviously, you know, Casey, Casey Case and Jesse, they were talking about how there's fruit from this podcast. You know, myself and Miss Isis, you know, praise God. But I'm starting to realize, bro, that I feel like this podcast can do a more, lot yep. more. Can reach more you know, people. I was telling, uh, I was telling Mr. Daniel that, at first, I was like, cool, you know, a podcast. Like, that's pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all right, like, didn't think too much of it. But then I started realizing, especially in our youth, we listen to music, we have earphones on, and, hey, maybe church doesn't interest you, but maybe this podcast will. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a very, very, very powerful thing that we're even doing this. So I just wanted to say shout out this podcast and praise God that we're even doing this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. That's really good. Well, okay. Now I want we're gonna change it up here. Let's 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 um let's stand off on the whole ministry and all that stuff. Let's go into your free time. What do you do in your free time? Because I know you're not in church every day. You're not in school every day. What do you do at home as a young Christian disciple? What I, what I do at home? What I do at home honestly is I, I just sleep. No, <laughs> I just sleep. <laughs> Teddy bear. Oh, what I do? What honestly, what I do at home, bro, is I I try to read books and I try to read my Bible as much as I can. Yeah, and I try to be around my family as much as I can. You know, honestly, I I really I really like um I, I'm not really at home a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't I don't know if you know what that means. Like, yeah, you're with I, us. Like, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with y'all. <laughs> you're y'all, with like, us y'all, every day. y'all are my home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that's my home. That's where I, I my. My head, you know, pours. My head goes on the pillow at the end of the at the end of the night. Yeah, but I don't feel like I'm home there. You know what I'm saying? I just live there. I yeah. live there, and no, you know, no disrespect, but I live there. You know, obviously, I love my mama. I'm a I'm a mommy's boy. I'll be the first one to say I'm a mommy's boy. Yeah. But whenever I'm at my pastors, I feel like I'm really at home. But whenever I'm at my mom's, I try to read my Bible. I try to read books. I try to work on the Bible study for next for next week, and. Try to cut some grass, you know, so I can get some money. So you know, get that moolah, like a pay, you know, pay for you know expenses and all that. Cheddar, and yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what I do, bro. How about you? What you do? What you do at home? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. I read a lot. I read a lot, a lot. I've been reading um that Every Man's Battle. It is really good. It really changing me a lot. Changes my aspects on a lot of stuff. And I try to read, read. I read my Bible as much as I can, and. Yeah, that's usually it, bro. And then um, I try to work on my healing crusade. Yeah, bro. I'm a, I just want to add on that. I'm uh, praise God that you read that Bible because anybody that's looking, like anybody that's viewing this, temptations are real. Yep. As a young man, especially temptations are real. You go to school, you see girls that are have they're barely even dressed. Yep. Temptations are super real. And myself, and I'm sure Nico, you know, could speak for himself. You know. Those temptations come like left and right. I always tell people in high school, mm-hmm. it feels like things come like that. The devil I mean? will not stop. And those temptations come, and 
Yeah, we got to take dominion over those temptations, if you agree. You know, those evil imaginations. Yep. You know, those, what your flesh likes. Your flesh likes, you know. Uh, Put your body into submission. Exactly. Put on the armor of God. Praise and God. push forward. Amen. Praise God. Because it's it's not easy, bro. It's not easy. <laughs> no, man. it is not easy. It's not easy. And, and the Bible study yesterday, Pastor said, it's an everyday battle. Yep. I really felt when he said that because every day it feels like a battle. It is. It doesn't feel like I'm physically fighting. But spiritually. But spiritually I'm fighting. Yep, we're I'm in a fighting. spiritual war. Hallelujah. We're in that warfare, man. Praise God. Crazy out here. But... That's pretty cool that you read all your Bible, you read your stuff like that. I really like. Do you, what do you, okay, let me ask you this. Because I know everyone has their own scriptures and all that. I want to ask you, like, what's your favorite scripture? Out of all those, because there's, the Bible is a really big book. A bunch of information, a bunch of powerful scriptures. What is one particular scripture that stands out to you? And Is it cool if I explain why? Yeah. Okay. My favorite scripture, bro, keep it real, but. Is Ephesians chapter 3, okay. verse 16. Okay. It says these words. Don't try to impress others. Don't be selfish. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. The mm. reason why that's my favorite scripture, you know, people will think, like, why didn't I pick, like, John three sixteen or yeah. one that has love or, you know, um, whatever the aspect is. It's because real straight up, I struggle I struggle with competitive mentality. Yeah. I've always gone I've always gone in the sports aspect. You know, you see I'm wearing cowboys. Yeah. I've always gone in the sports aspect. My whole life was sports. You know, I read I read the book Every Young Man's Battle. The author that was writing it said football was like his god. That was me. Football was like my god. Yeah. And every 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 time I always wanted to be better than somebody. I always wanted to do more than somebody and I I never really had authority to tell me like hey it's a team effort not a you effort and the reason why i picked that scripture is because i always tell myself i don't want to be selfish it's not yeah. about me you know think of others better than yourself i was just expressing this to casey and daniel that i want I, my prayers re- recently have been to love my brethren yep what i mean by that is embrace my brethren like for example you were playing the drums mm-hmm. and singing Yesterday or on Wednesday service at the same time. Yeah, that's very, very, very talented and very uh, impressive. Thank you. You know, I could have been mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. I was telling uh, Casey, I could have been like, I could do that. I could do both of that and then do some jumping jacks <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> you know, funny. playing around. Yeah. But really, I wanted to embrace you. You know, and just in general, just not you, all my brothers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, hey, bro, you're doing really good, bro. Praise God, bro, because that's awesome. I just I want to learn how to embrace. My teammates, you know? Yeah, and Obviously, not have that envious jealousy. Exactly, because it comes quick. You know yeah. what I mean? It comes quick. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if it's just me. I'm sure it happens to you or others. You know, enviness, jealous, jealousy. Like, why can't I be up there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is he up there? You know what I mean? But yeah. I want to learn how to love love others. You yeah. know, love others and not have that competitive mentality and con- continue to break it. Yep. So that's why that's my favorite scripture. And I'd like to add on to that because Pastor Greg said this, and I think this was super powerful. He says, if you ever have that mentality, that competitive mentality, that enviness, always congratulate them. Whatever they do, everyone at home, listen to this. Congratulate them. Give them a big old hug. Say, that was powerful, man. Don't let the devil get in your mind. Do not. Always congratulate. Exactly. I'm telling you, you will break that chain. Exactly. And if I could add on, 
that that's very powerful. It even says in the word of God, I don't know the exact scripture, but it says, what are you if you only love the people that you love? Yep. Even corrupt tax collectors do that. Yeah, that was Matthew. Even, yep. even if you don't like them, tell them, hey, bro, you did a very good job. You know, you're doing awesome. Yeah, inside you might not want to do that, you know, real straight up. Yep. But, you know, that helps you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That helps you. And you never know, like how we were expressing earlier. Yeah. Words have power. Mm -hmm. Oh, power, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know what I mean? Just simple, simple words can do can go a long way. Yeah. And then I want to ask you a question, bro. I want to ask you. A <laughs> uh, I want to ask you a question, bro. What's up? If you were to be real to the viewers, what is your biggest struggle in 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 your Christian walk? Biggest struggle. What do you mean by biggest struggle? Like, what is something that I need to work on? I need to work on. Real straight up, I need to work on. Okay, it. be straight up with you. And the viewers, <laughs> when I have the viewers into this, I think I need to really work on competition. Just like you were saying, that's why I'm really like, whoa, it's not just me going through it. He may be going through it too as well. But that's when I'm really struggling. I'm I'm not struggling to the point where I'm like, oh, I hate this guy. I'm like, what is this guy with this, with this nice haircut? I mean, nah, it's nothing like that. But I really, I got to embrace my brethren more. I got to embrace my brothers and sisters no matter what. Not to have no envy, not to have no jealousy. This ain't a competition because either way, we're going to be in heaven. This is just for God. This is not for you to look good. This is not to have the spotlight. This is to... This is to help people get into God's kingdom. This is to exactly. save souls. Exactly. So I always have that mindset. Exactly. It's, it's one team for one common goal. Yup. Souls. Yup. You know what I'm saying? Praise God for that. Praise God. And then I wanted to ask you another question, bro. The past couple of days, I have been realizing that this world is very strong in corrupting people. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I and can agree. If you do agree with that, like you said, can you give me an example how you know that the world is really corrupting people in school or when you walk in the streets, you know, in, in this world? Like, what is something you're like, man, like, this world has a strong hold on this? Oh, it's just easy. I mean, if you, let's see, like, all the, what are they called, the media the media can really get you like that. Just because it's on media, people will believe it. Just like that. It's that easy. You can just look at one little post. Oh, this is, oh, this? Oh, yeah, I got to believe it now. That's how easy this world is gone to. That's how easy this world has fallen. And then to add, yeah. add on to that, all those things that we're saying about school, especially since we're in school right now. Yeah. How difficult is it to witness at your school? Because I know that I have difficulty, you know, trying to make someone receive it they're like okay like yeah you know maybe i'll give it a try but like how difficult is it at your school to witness and what what do you think is making young men and women obviously the world but you know in a different aspect why why don't they want to try church why don't they want to try god i think well for me how difficult it is i think it's i think okay so difficult for me um it depends because sometimes I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know. I get that spirit of I can't do this. I'm, that's what I'm really working with right now. But I still pass out flyers. I still witness. And they receive. But I think that's just their facade to just be nice. And, and um, But I think the whole thing about all that is 
They're just trying to be cool. They don't want to come to church because they want to be cool to their friends. They're like, nah, I don't need this. Fit in. They want to fit in. They want to be that new 2022. They want to be, oh, no, I'm good. I don't need Jesus right now. I have him. I go to church. I'm sure. a Catholic. But, like, that's not, that's not, gonna, that's not what's going to, that's not what you're going to need at the end of the day. When he comes back, it's either you're saved or not. Definitely. And, and to the youth that is viewing this at your school, we got a witness, you know, even though, like he said, he gets very anxious, he gets very nervous, nervous, and I feel the exact same way. I get very nervous when I'm about to witness mm-hmm. to others at my school because you don't look cool. You don't fit the, the you don't fit the, the quote unquote coolness and you're not in the flow of this world. You know, you're going in the opposite of this world. So there's a lot of affliction, like I was saying, that's why I feel very lonely mm-hmm. and as Christians, as true believers, we got to win. That's our job. Yep. Ultimately, that's our job. We have to tell people about the blood. I mean, the, about the good news of Jesus. Yep. And, bro, let me tell you, I was, I was telling Casey that that um, yesterday I was in the auditorium. Uh-huh. I have a class in the auditorium. It's called Technical Theater, mm-hmm. where we, like, build, like, um, for the sets. Yeah. Like, High School Musical and all that. Yeah. And, bro, it was funny because there was a substitute there, right? And... She was talking about the climate change and uh, how uh, food shortages and everything, you know, is going bad. And I told her, I was like, you want to know why, miss? Because Jesus, Jesus Christ is coming back. What did she say? But the thing is, she was like, man, he needs to hurry up then. Oh. He needs to hurry up then, man. I'm tired of this. He needs to hurry up then. Like, why is he not here now? Yeah. You know, very, uh, very rude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I told her like this. I was like, you want to know why he doesn't come back, miss? Because he has grace and mercy. He doesn't want any of us to go, you know, to, you know, he doesn't to want suffer. any of us to suffer. And, man, we just, and then she just started going off on me. And I just started witnessing to her. Good. She was basically saying that, well, you know, the church is evil and this and that. Like, you can't believe the church. It was created by man and da-da. And I was like, miss, you know, respectfully, you're tripping. Yeah. I was like, yes, I will agree with you that the church gives itself its own black eye. You know what I mean? But not all churches are like that. The church is Jesus Christ's bridegroom. Amen. And yeah. I was telling her that, <laughs> I was telling her that the blood of Jesus is real. I was never like this. You cannot deny the fact that God is real. And it's just straight witnessing to her. Yep. And it, it was powerful because the only reason I'm sharing this, sharing this is because I it really felt powerful. When I walked out of that, that um, auditorium, that auditorium. I was like, whoa, like this fed my spirit. Like, yeah, you, know I mean? you got like, all pumped up. You're like, oh, this is awesome. And especially <laughs> my voice was echoing in the auditorium. So there was other classmates with me. You know, I was yeah. witnessing, I was witnessing to her, but I'm sure Those what I was listening. saying, it stuck in their head. Yeah. You know, I was saying, I, it stuck in their head. And man, I'm just, re- I, I, I don't know if I ever shared this, but I have a real burden for our youth. Yeah. Like a real, real burden. Like it, it, uh, well, this one time I was going to I, I was going to school, and it was before school started, and I was walking to school, and like my, my heart started aching when I was looking at the school at our school at my school, like really aching, and I really felt God was like telling me something like you need to do something here, yeah. and like I have a real um, I have a real burden for my uh, my for the youth like I really want them to know about Jesus Christ. Yep, I feel the same way and. You know, respectfully, like the other day, mm-hmm. I, we were how we were watching that Wednesday um, service, yeah, um, about how Jesus Christ is coming back. Mm-hmm. I remember that same day, I went home, 
and I was so excited, you know, because I, I, you know, because I live right, and yeah. I'm so excited to go to Christ. But at the same time, I was worried. I was worried for my family. I was worried for those for those you know students at my in my school. I remember sitting at my desk, uh, in my room, and I really started like tearing up. You know, started really you know tearing up because I'm like, I would do anything. Literally, I would do anything. The mocking, the afflictions, you know, I, I the the mocking, the afflictions, the getting beat up, whatever it is, just for one soul. Yeah. Even if it's my family, even if it's at school, even if it's somebody, even some random crackhead on the street. Exactly. Yep. And I think that's what drives me. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's what drives me. Like I want one I want, soul. I want people to be saved. I don't want them to go through this. That's what I feel. When I see kids at school, I start crying at school. I'm like, man, these kids are going to have to suffer if I don't reach them. They're going to have to go through the pain, the torment, the torture that's going to happen. And that really, like, sticks with me. I'm like, I really hope they receive. And when I, when I do witness to them and they don't want it, I'm like, dang. Yes. yes. I'm Amen. like, this, that's the wrong thing to go to, man. I mean, yeah. To add on that, what what we're saying is 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 very true. I know we keep talking about the youth and students, obviously, because you know we're the youth. But the youth is very lost. It's super lost. I'm like I said, I'm someone that was lost. I'm someone that did need a savior. I I wish someone like Nico or anybody told me about Christ. And if you look at the youth, you may not be in school and, and you're viewing this, but if you are in school and you see your friends. You don't got to fit in. What is the point of fitting in? There is no point in fitting in. That's what the world will do to you. It yeah. wants you to fit in. It wants you to have the agenda of the world. But at the end of the day, those same kids that you're talking to, and I was one of them. Yeah, I was the popular kid. I was the one that played, you know, football and this and that. Yeah. But every time I walked into that school, bro, I put a mask on. Yeah. You know, I looked like a happy kid. I looked like my life was perfect. But when I went home at the end of the day, bro, when I went home in my room with no one there. You're miserable. I was miserable. I was depressed. I needed someone to shine the light on me. Yep. I always felt like I was in a dark tunnel. I always knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I just never knew what it was. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many young people like that. You know what I'm saying? There's so many young people like that. Not even young people, just in general. Just in general, yeah. But I think that's what really drives me because I know that was me. And I know there's other people like that. And we just got to keep pushing, bro. We yep. got to keep pushing because. He's coming back. He's Exactly. He's coming back. We got to keep pushing, bro. The, the devil's strong, but he's not stronger than God. Yep, he's not stronger than you know God. Saying? Amen. I like to say, I would like to add this too. And it's just a little tip y'all can use. I mean, I use it. But I know when I witness, uh, for some reason, me, I listen to music. But when I witness, there's this very good song I heard from a Pastor Ruby sermon. It's called uh, Judgment Day by, I forgot the name, but it was something Toppins. He's an evangelist. Ernie Toppins. There you go. And, like, that song really drives me, man, like. It explains everything. I mean, the song, like the song, if I, I can explain it, but the song is about them witnessing to like come to church, but the people are like, we don't need salvation. Don't bother us. We don't need that. And then what really gets me in is while they're dancing their way to hell. 
Sue is saying, don't bother me. There is no Jesus Christ. I'm like, dang, that's where everyone's going. So I really, I really, I like that song a lot. That really drives me. I would just like to add that real quick. Praise God. Now, I wanted to add another question. I was going to ask you, how do you stay patient? Like, what I mean by that is how do you stay patient? Because I know, I know you, I know who you are. How do you stay patient in your walk with God? You know, you obviously, we, we both want a godly woman in the future. So how do you stay patient upon that? And what do you struggle with and what helps you? Well, for me to stay patient, honestly, it's very simple for me. I just pray. I just pray and that's it. I just pray for patience, pray that I stay where I need to stay, that I will not jump into things. That's, that's all I do. Because it's not easy, bro. No, it isn't I'll, easy. I'll be the, I will be the first one to say that it's not easy. No, because there's all these attractive women. They're always there. But, I mean, that's not what God has for us. Exactly. That's bro. not what he intends to do with our future. We have to wait and stay patient, and he will give us the blessings we need. He will give us what we need to do in the future. Exactly. Now, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, brother. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, what, what about you? How do you stay patient? How do I stay patient, bro? Yeah. To be honest, I always, I always, whenever they ask me this question, is that, my whole life, yes, it was football, but it was always girls. I yeah. was always around girls. Girls were always my thing. It was me and girls, me and girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how I stay patient is prayer and fasting. Mm. And fasting and beating my body in submission. Yeah. And I loved, I really, really loved what Pastor Juan said in one of his revivals. It was off of Pastor Ben's. Shout out Pastor Juan and Pastor Shout Ben. Shout out Pastor you know Juan and Pastor Ben. It, we, we, uh. It said it, it, Pastor Juan said that in a, I mean Pastor Juan, yeah Pastor Juan said in Pastor Ben's office yeah. that there was a little quote that said, "God picks the best to those that let Him choose." Mm. Because at the end of the day, if I'm impatient and I'm the one that picks, yeah, I'm terrible at picking things, bro. I'm gonna be real, yeah. real straight up, bro. I'm terrible at picking things. Remember the and garage sale, <laughs> the garage sale, <laughs> exactly, bro. I'm I'm terrible at picking things and. <laughs> People ask me that at, at school, like, do you have a girlfriend or do you have this and that? Yeah. And I, and I always and I always say this. I, I, I don't have no girlfriend. You know what I mean? People ask that because, like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Like, everybody has a girlfriend and a boyfriend nowadays. Yeah. Or they're talking to somebody. And I tell them because I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not sitting here and telling you that I'm a 10 out of 10 guy. But I know at the end of the day from my past that it wouldn't be hard for me to get a girl. Yeah. And I know that. That I'm not looking for anyone that's just ordinary in the world. I'm looking for somebody that is a as a godly woman. Yep. Someone that, you know, that's that that's always that's my prayer. Is a as a godly woman a that godly woman. that fears God mm-hmm. and loves God with all her heart and all her mind. Yep. And someone that wants to, you know, shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me patient, bro, because God's time is perfect. Yep. God's time perfect. And I'm not gonna sit here and be like this is easy. This is this isn't a piece of cake, because it's not. You know, I'm sure Nico could relate to this, or if he doesn't, but it's not easy. You know, I know I struggle with. I want to pick and choose. Like, I think it's this person, or I think it's that person. But at the end of the day, I, like I said, I'm not good at picking, so I have to continue to be my my body in submission mm-hmm. and continue to let God pick, and that's what uh, keeps me patient. Is the fear of God. Fasting and praying because it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say that it is easy yeah. because it's not at all. 
it's not at all. Especially as a young single man, it's not at all. Yep. It's not easy, and this is something that we got to continue to beat our, our body in submission. And for any young man, young woman out there, continue to let God pick for you. You know what I mean? We want to sit here and be an example. We don't. We want. We don't want to sit here and and say that and you and then you see us not do that. So we want to sit here and be an example. And you know, we you know, we hope that you do that as well. Yep. Really take this in. Don't take it for granted, man. Praise You're God. gonna need it because if y'all keep going the way y'all go, if y'all are listening and y'all need help, really take take Jesus first. Love Him first before you love any other girl. Love Him first because if anything, He will bring you that woman. He will bring you whatever you need, that blessing. It's just going to be his timing, and it's all going to be up to you if you're going to be patient or not. And, bro, I would I also like to add, because not a lot of people know this, and what, what people struggle with, that's why they continue to preach sermons, is righteousness over relationship. Yep. I was somebody that almost picked relationship over righteousness. Yep. I was at school, and I don't really share this a lot, but I'm going to share it because... I'm sure there's someone that's hearing this that may be struggling. I remember at school before I started coming to church, I was talking to a female before I started coming to church. <gasps> and <laughs> and I remember I remember talking to her uh, before church and we you know we were chatting up, you know, talking and getting closer and then church came around and I remember, you know, having a relationship with her and telling her like, "Hey, like I really want to try this church thing out. I tried everything out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this church thing out." And long story short, short, you know, I, I started coming to church November, December, and I got saved in December, and I was still talking to the same female. I got saved in December, yeah. you know, close to January. And I really tried with the with this specific female. I really tried. I really tried to tell her, like, I'm going really, to really go for this. Like, I don't care what happens. Yeah. I don't care what happens. I'm going to really go for this. Like, I expressed. I tried everything else. I'm going to really go for this. And I don't care what anybody says. I And I tried my best to work things out. And there's been moments that I could have, I, I could have, once I got saved, there was moments that I could have, you know, I could have ruined it. I was a fresh new convert. Yeah. I wasn't uh, sanctified. Mm-hmm. I was a fresh new convert. There was moments that I could have picked a relationship over righteousness. And it almost got to that point real straight up. And long story short, after, after, you know, trying things, trying things overs and overs again, I realized after, after a pastor, um, Gabriel, Mar- no, not Gabriel Martin. There, there was a pastor that that came in a revival at Kirby. This was the first word that I ever got in my life. At Kirby, and Pastor Juan was there, but yeah, it was a guy with the glasses. He's the he's the one that's um, Ga- Miguel, Ga- Miguel Miguel Martinez. Martinez. Okay, and. He told me, he told me this in a word. We were I was like I said I was in a relationship with her. Yeah. You know it was already fading away because I realized like I'm going one way she's going another way. Yeah. And I remember he told me these words. He said, "Jesus Christ has called you, but you're gonna have to let go of certain things." Yeah. And right when he told me that, bro, I knew what it was. Yeah. It was her. Mm-hmm. And I went home that same night that he told me that. I called her. I said. I, I basically said like we're done. Or not we're done, but you know, that was real that was real straight up. Yeah. But like I said like hey and like I really trying this God thing out. I'm really I'm really trying God. I'm tr- really trying Jesus Christ. Like God bless you. I don't think this is gonna work. Yeah. And then ever since then I never spoke to her. But the reason I wanted to share that out is because I'm sure P- 
people struggle with picking righteous over relationship. I was yep. somebody that was a new convert. Uh, I, I didn't have the fear of God that I have now, then, mm-hmm. but I still picked righteousness over relationship. And there's so many other um, examples, but that was the key one that yeah. sanctified me, mm-hmm. that made me who I am now because I picked righteousness over relationship. So whenever they preach about that, I can relate to that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And I, I think the Holy Ghost was the one that, that's, that said that story, but... Hopefully that helps somebody. Hey, it's really hard. It's a really hard decision. I mean, it's like you really love a person, but they're not going the right way. You're going to have to. I mean, like if the Bible says that even your family will betray you. Even your family will leave you. Exactly. So it's going to be really hard when it comes down to that point. It's going to be hard to go the righteous way in the relationship way. And that's what, exactly. many, that's what many people struggle with is they want to have a relationship with someone. But they also want to have a relationship with God. Just like in your ser- like in the sermon we preached, you can't have one foot in the world and then one foot with God. It's either Man. full commitment world or full commitment God. Exactly. Bro. I mean, that's all that and is. It was not easy, bro. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Yep. Whenever that happened, bro, I was in the midst of the fire. It was like we we preach about mm-hmm. about the purity about yes purity about the fiery darts from hell. Yeah, that was the fiery darts from hell. I didn't even know it was, but. I could tell you today, that was fire. That was the fire dark smell, <laughs> and that was the devil, the world trying to pull me back in. Yep, and it knew that I was doing, I was going, I was going for God, but it was one thing that I had to let go of, mm-hmm. and that was the one thing that I let go of, and I really feel like that's what sanctified me. So if there's somebody that's viewing this or somebody that hasn't let something go, it doesn't have to be a relationship. Maybe it could be you know an addiction, mm-hmm. drugs, you know, it could be it could be your Xbox. <laughs> exactly Give me your phone I mean You never know You never know if, if there's something That's holding on to you If there's something That doesn't let you go Further Yeah You gotta let go of it but I'm, not, but I'm not gonna sit here And say that it's easy But it's doable It it's is doable. doable And I'm sure Nico could express this It's doable It wasn't probably easy for him It was definitely not easy for me It wasn't easy But it's doable And all the leaders All the other you know, all the leaders that we know, the brothers and sisters in Christ. Probably went through it, too. Exactly, went through it. And we could all relate, you know, real straight up. We want to get in here and just, you know, get real, you know. I know this is not a very good word, but we're real vulnerable. Real vulnerable. And, you know, I know I know somebody else is going through some going through something similar. Yep. Maybe not exactly the exact same story. But it goes along the lines. Exactly. And... Following that up, I I have a question. I have a question for you. What's up? For for the viewers that that watch this, and maybe they're not like a person like me that grew up in the world. Yeah. All they know is God. All they know is Jesus Christ. All they know is all right. Sundays I gotta go to church. Sunday yeah. night I gotta go to church. Wednesday I gotta go to church, and they go through the motion. What would you tell them? What would you tell the viewers, like? You don't gotta go through the motion. Like this is real. Like just because you're you grew up in church as a church kid, or just because all you know how to do is church, like nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. Like don't let the world lie to you. Yeah. What would you like express like an advice? Like, like advice, like okay. So for people like that, if they, like if they don't enjoy coming to church, like is that what you mean? Like they don't like coming yes. to church? Like, like oh, they just again. go through the motion. Like dang it, not this pastor again. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, my advice for that is, don't feel that way. I mean, 
I'm a pastor's kid, and I felt exactly like that. But the only way to get rid of it is to enjoy it. You always got to enjoy it. I mean, let's see. Um, I was like I said, I was a pastor's kid, and I raised. I was raised in church. I was raised in the whole thing. I was there when it started, and I'm still here today. Thank God. Yeah. And um, I seem to enjoy it all the time. Maybe when I have fallen back in the day, I was I was the same way. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to church, man. I don't want to do offering. I hate offering. No, <laughs> I'm like not offering again. No, but you just got to enjoy it. You just got to have a good time there because technically that is your time. That is your time of comfort and peace. That is your time to grasp the words that God is trying to speak to you. That is your revelation. That is your bread. That is your water. And that's all I have to say for that. I mean, praise God. Just keep coming. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. I mean, don't Praise come God. because we can tell if you're in a bad mood, we're going to tell you're in a bad mood because church is the time of enjoyment of praising God, not to be in your little. It's not for that. It's to it's to praise God, to proclaim, to not be ashamed. That's that's one struggle Praise is people God. are ashamed in church. I'm like, come on, guys. This is God here, man. Come on. He's the real top G. Come on. He's the top G. No, but <laughs> and bro, also another question. I'm throwing questions at you. I know, right? I'm a big brother. You're a big brother. I never asked you this question. Okay. I'm a big brother. I have a little brother. You have a little brother and a little sister. Yeah. What is your ultimate goal as a big brother? Like, do you try to set the example? Yes, example all the way. If not, then they're gonna they're just gonna fall. I mean, they could follow my dad, but. Like, cause my dad's also a really good example. He's a really good example to follow, but I'm the brother. So they're looking up to me too. I got to have that exampleship like my dad when they're gone, because sometimes they got to go do stuff and I'm there with them. And if I set a bad example, they're going to follow that example. Exactly. So I have to make sure that I'm on my game. I got a, what's it called? Um, Show them the right way, show them the right path. Cause it's, it's sad when you see, your siblings go a different way when they know what's right, but it's all because of you. You don't want that to happen. Most definitely. What about you? Because I know you have a little brother. Got my little brother. Shout little out, brother. Shout, shout out his little brother. Dylan is his name. Dylan. Dylan. Hey, dude. Dylan. <laughs> but um, shout out Flex. Ooh, yeah, my boy Flex. Flex. My boy my Flex. Dog. He looks like Austin. Oh no, no. <laughs> they, they have like, who's Austin? Who's, who's Flex? Austin? Don't worry about Austin. Yeah. He's not important. <laughs> but um, mine's a little different. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be. Real, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. Mine's a little different. There's a little different. Mine's a little different. Yes, I try to be my brother's example, but it's really hard because y'all um, were raised up. In uh, yeah, it's the worldly mentality. In a worldly mentality, and my brother doesn't have uh, a pastor like as a an, uh, like a, yeah. as an example, like you're saying, like your dad. I mean, yeah. Sorry, not uh, you know your dad. Yeah, just, just do, and um, it's a little difficult because when I try to you know structure him, when I try to tell him what's up. Yeah, it gets real hard because he gets um very emotional, and the video game is a really stronghold on him. And I'm sure a lot of kids nowadays, it's a lot of it's a very stronghold. I can agree with that. And I try my best. You know, I actually wanted to ask Pastor a, a couple questions about that because at the end of the day, I'm not. I know I'm not the authority figure. Yeah. But every time we say, "Your life will set the example." You're like a walking sermon. Mm -hmm. That's what I. That's what I pray about for my little brother. Yeah, because I love my little brother, bro, with like all my heart. Like that's I've always wanted to be his role model. I've always wanted to be like 
a superhero to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I hope when he grows older that he could look at me. He could look at me and I pray to set the example because I realized very early in my walk with God that it was more than myself. Yeah. These were these were chains that I had to break. Yep. These were generational curses that I needed to break. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm doing it because I want You yes, want the best for I want to walk. Yes, I love God. I fear God. But I I'm so eager and so e- so eager to break the chains in my family. Yeah. To break those curses. And I want my little brother, I want my kids' kids, you know, to Live right. walk in the same yeah. righteousness, you know, holiness, purity, all what we preach about. And let's break these chains, break these curses. And, you know, I'm sure you could relate to that in a certain degree with your, you know, with your family. Mm. And yeah. to, those curses have already been broken. Those chains have already been broken. But to continue yeah. that, that that repetition, to you continue stay right. and continue and continue and but yeah, that that's how it is, man. I pray God can save my brother. I pray God can save my family. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Because I know you want to, you want your little Diego you to be saved. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's funny. Little, bro. He's gonna come uh, to Turkey, but he's gonna mess. Oh, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, but let me ask you a question now. Now we're getting deep. No, but dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. So you know how our main goal. To get sent out one day, right? You want to be sent out. You want to go pastor somewhere. Where is your dream location to pastor at? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Like, like, because to be an evangelist, you have to pastor for a bit. So hold off on the evangelist. But where would you like to pastor? If you got to choose, though, if you got to choose, I'm not saying that my dad's probably going to say that, but I don't know. You never know. If I'm gonna be real, bro. Like talking about in a, in a pastoral, yeah. Pat Pastor has said these couple of cities, and he said that he wanted to he wanted to take two people to Big Springs. Yes, sir. So, I would like that to to either be, I I would like to go to Big Springs, well, like you know what I'm saying, and with you, unless it's Casey and Jesse, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I would like, you know what I'm saying, I would like to go as a team to yeah, Big Springs. Big Springs, That's, Texas. That 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 has been a. That that looks like a, something that would be very nice. Shout out Big Spring, Texas. We're coming. <laughs> We're coming for y'all. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, I'm the same way, bro. I want to go to Big Springs. Can't so, wait to something about I, that name. <laughs> I can't wait to pastor, man. I mean, I know I'm destined to pastor. Praise I mean, I, the one word that sticked with me it was Pastor Gilbert Martinez. When we went to conference early, you were. I don't think you were here at the time. Dang, bro. But I know sad. it's okay. I'll tell you later. No, but no, but I remember we went to a Prescott conference a week early and um, we went to his church and we sat in the back because we're not used to that. So we just sit in the back. We sit tight. We can just leave right after. And I remember service was about to end. I'm like, all right, we're going to get this prayer done and we're out of here. And then he was was like, he was like, everyone stop. I have some words I got to give. I was like, dang it. No, 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 me, please. And I was at the time, I was like, uh, I don't know about this church thing. Yeah. And um, he came up, he was like, I want the guys who came to come in the front. I was like, dang it, I don't like this. <laughs> so we went to the front, and he was, everyone was giving, everyone got a word. I mean, me, Aiden, and I believe Casey was there, too. Yeah, Casey was there. Shout out Casey Shout out Casey Case, Case man. Tennessee. Real G, man. That's now he's repping Universal City, Texas. Yes, sir. But um, I remember he came up to me and he was like, Nico, I've known you since you were real young. And I can tell 
that your future, that your destiny is to be past is to pastor. He's like, don't let go of that future because I know one day you're gonna be pastoring. I was like, dang, bro. I was like, that I'm tripping you're right like, now, bro. That, He's tripping. Like, that was deep. That was. I was like, <laughs> dang. And then everyone was just looking at me like, oh. Everyone came up to me, started congratulating me. I was like, no, no, please, not this right now. I was like, no, not right now. You were going to get sent out right there and then. I know, right? I was going to go already. I'm going to take over that shit. No, I just get. Shout out. Shout out Pastor Gilbert Martinez. Yeah, shout out his church in, what is it called? Oh, I feel like a bad person now. I don't remember. Shout out their church in Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) No, but um, let's see. I'd like to ask you another question. So <clears throat> I know how um you know how the devil likes to get at you all the time, right? I mean there's never there's never a um there's never a chance where you can just sit down and relax. He's always attacking, he's always attacking you no matter what. Cause we're all different here. How do you get through that temptation? How do you get through that? How do I get through it is it has to be the word of God, and it has to be witnessing, because I got a I got a word from Pastor Wanadiba. He told me that all hell is going to break loose yep. to put that fire out. Yep. The out the outward manifestation mm-hmm. will be the witnessing and street preaching. Mm. So witnessing has been has been the key. Your your goal has been the key boom. from from the temptation. The temptation like. There's so many there's so many temptations, but the temptation from like, why are you even doing this? You know? Yeah. Why don't you just why are you not like everybody else in the world? Yeah. The, you know, temptations like that or you're not reaching nobody. Like, why are you even doing this? Mm-hmm. There's you know, you're 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 not doing this for anything. Like you know, th- there's so many temptations, but mine is like when um mine the outward manifestation is the witnessing. Yeah. That's why I said whenever I was Witnessing in the auditorium, mm-hmm. it felt like a like a like a preach because my voice was, um, ec- like echoing. Yeah. So it felt like my spirit was fed, mm-hmm. and like you said, everybody has different ways, and it's not easy. But that's that's mine is is witnessing. I I really like witnessing. I really like telling people about Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think that's what really helps me. It really helps me, and I know everybody says to witness and do this and that. But I do witnessing, you know, for for my spirit too. Yeah. For you know, for my spirit to to relight that flame, exactly. To keep it burning, exactly. Because it the it does feel like the, the fiery darts are trying to take me, take my fire away. Yeah. And it's praying, you know. I's praying. I, I keep it real. Whenever I walk my dog in yeah. the mornings, huh? I'm just praying. That's good. And praying, and I try to pray, you know. I try to talk to God throughout the day. Yeah. And what actually, you know, struck struck me was when Casey was on the same podcast and he was saying that he prays uh, throughout the day, you know, yeah. morning. And then he said he had a little alarm and the night. And I was like, man, like, I know I talk to God all day. Or like, I, try, I try to talk to God through, I try to talk to God like a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. But I really want to try to, like, pray. Pray because sometimes I, I, I struggle with that, with uh, praying, like getting real deep in with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those temptations are getting harder and it, it has impressed me because I've, I've, I've told, I told uh, Mrs. Daniel, I was like, man, 
I've only been living for God for one year. And someone like your dad, our pastor, he's been living for 23 years. I'm like, man, like, you're a real OG. Like, you've been through the struggle. Yep. Like, I'm having a hard time just in this one year. And you've been doing it for 23 years. Yeah. And just continue to perfect the craft is what's taking those temptations out. Yep. Reading the word of God. Something that I need to get better at, you know, straight up because... I have so many things I need to work on. Yep. And I'm not going to see that. I'm not, I'm not nowhere close to perfect. Yeah, none of us Reading are perfect. the word of God, fellowshipping. Fellowshipping mm-hmm. is something that actually takes away the temptation. Yep. I really like hanging out with you. I really like Godly. hanging out yep. with, with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. And I really like being in your home, you know, with, with pastor because it, that's a fellowship to me. I get a... It feels like a, you belong there. Like, exactly. Ooh, this is my home of Ex- peace. Exactly. And all those things, there's so many things that are temptations, but there's so many things that can take the outward temptations. Yeah. And that's what helps me. And what would help you? What what helps you? With the temptations with the and all temptations. that stuff? Okay, so with this one, I'm glad you asked me that because I was like, oh, what should I say? I know he's going to ask me. So um, <laughs> actually, um, I, um, I read the scripture all the time. Uh, James 2.19, it says... Um, you believe, you believe in the one and only God, good for you. Even demons believe, and they still tremble in terror. And I'm glad that I'm not like the demons. Because people can say they go to church, but they're still battling their temptations. They're still battling what the, their struggles. And I'm just glad that I can be able to witness to people and not be that person where I'm still struggling and what I got to do. That I can stand strong, and I can stand right there and be like, Jesus loves you. He can do something because I know he's done something for me. I know he really helped me. So I really like going back to that scripture and just reminding myself, dang, I'm glad I'm not a demon. <laughs> but you know what, though? I am a demon killer, though. You know what I'm saying, oh, man? Demon, demon killer, killer mafia. mafia. Little Big Red. <laughs> yeah, Drago. Um, you know, the boy Little Big Red, you know, Drago here. I'm going to ask you a question, Drago. How are you feel with the rap group, homie? Bro. You need to talk that slang term, bro. <laughs> bro, I, man, I, I really, I really want to get into it. Yeah, I, I don't know how to rap, but I really want to get into it. If it, if it says, if it says, if it could really impact somebody, if it could really impact somebody, especially since I realized that you don't have to have fun. Yeah, being high or drunk. Yeah, you can have fun with things like this, rapping. Yeah, or yeah. singing or etc. <laughs> and what I. I I really want to, you know, try to push for it. I don't know how to rap. I don't. I barely even know how to sing. But <laughs> I'm going I'm to believe God for it. And yeah. I'm going to try my best, you know, to you do know, Just walk in faith. Do what we can. Amen. Do what we can. Hey, stick around. We're going to drop a new album here, bro. Ready to drop them diss tracks. No, I'm just kidding. No diss tracks today. No, we got some songs we're coming up. Don't we're about to play them right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're in diss track, Pastor. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. Oh, but, yeah, I really like the rap group. I feel like that really, like, um... It really likes uh, what is what is that word called? It really like fulfills my time, if you know what I mean. It really like does it. It gets me to not do anything because you know at home you be at home you just sit in there just like I don't know what to do. At home though, I really like I enjoy myself writing lyrics, trying to rap to them. I really enjoyed that, and I and I enjoyed that I can reach people with those lyrics. I mean, like because there's people out there they're like oh, I don't like this church music. I mean, like it's kind of whack. And uh, you're pretty good about rapping. I'm gonna keep it real, but nah, bro, please, <laughs> please don't do that. You're pretty good at rapping, bro. Nah, we give it. Can we your breach, bro. Casey Case, Chino G.
Oh, but yeah, I really like, I really like rapping. I hope that this really touches people's heart because I know some people don't like church music. They don't like the whole singing and all that, but at least they can go to rap and be like, oh, look, I like this. This is pretty cool. And it's Christian. So I hope that really can draw them. But I think that'll be it, right? I think we got a hold of everything, you think? Yeah. Much it. All right. It's your boy, Drago. It's your boy, Lil Big Lil Red. Big. You know, lifespeaks.com. Check us out. Check out Casey Case and Jesse's. They did one before this. My man. And check out check, check out Casey Case. Lifespeakspodcast.com. Lifespeakspodcast.com. Yeah, you heard it from Wait, Casey what, Case. What did I say? Lifespeaks.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're signing off now. Lil Big See Red. Drago out. Drago out. I got in a lot of trouble, so I ended up getting like four felonies. Uh, like two criminal mischiefs and a misdemeanor at the age of 15. Mm. And so um, I got locked up. Your record was longer than your dad's and he got caught with 100 pounds. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, and I felt something I never felt before in my life. I felt the presence of God and I didn't, you know, I didn't, excuse me. I didn't, I've never, um, I never experienced that experience that I had. I've never, I had yeah. never felt Something like that never in my life, and, and that's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, what about seventeen years old at that time. That's when I that's when I moved from Eagle Lake to um, San Antonio. I stayed a couple of years in Eagle Lake. Seventeen years old, I was in San Antonio, and um, and so yeah, um, went into the uh, uh, I, I got saved after that. You know, they prayed for me. I, all that stuff stopped happening to me. Praise God. All that stuff I stopped having uh, those whatever demons get on top of me and everything and. How did mm. I get to this point, you know, of being locked up again, you know? And I look around, there's like 30 men all around me, and I'm like, yeah. they want to fight, and I'm like, oh, my god. Yeah, there's some characters. I'm there. like, man, I got, I'm like, man, I got to get, yeah. get out of here, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you call for her? Did you call to Jesus then? Was you like, man, you was like, man, God, if you get me up out of here, man, man, I'll, man, I'll go back to church. I'll do this. I'll do that. No, I didn't. Oh man, I didn't actually. When the cops picked me up, I was trying to um, run out the back window of my house. 